Hey guys, it's Kathy. So this last week we played some extra episodes from the five day workshop. And since this week is the after party, you're going to get even more bonus content. There's so much good stuff in here. A lot of inspiration I wanted to share with you. And if you want to join the live sessions and get notifications about that, you can go to kathyheller.com slash abundant and you'll be in the loop on all that stuff. All right, here we go. Take a listen. Welcome back. We're going to continue this party. We're going to go even deeper today. There's so much deeper to go. You know, it's almost like the last several days that you guys have been with me, I've been speaking possibility over your life by pointing you towards something that you may have always kind of known was there, but you didn't quite see it clearly. It was like a little foggy. And, you know, I could tell you a little bit about the game of chess, but it's a completely different thing for me to teach you how to master the game of chess. If you watch chess masters, the level of understanding and nuance and how they play that game is unparalleled, right? So there's thinking we understand something and then there's actually integrating, mastering, embodying it, right? You could, you could tell somebody what tap dancing is and then you can watch Fred Astaire do one take and you go, oh, that's tap dancing. Okay. So everything else, not quite it. Looks like it, not it. You can talk to someone about basketball. They think they understand it. And then you see Michael Jordan or LeBron play basketball and you go, oh, that's basketball, right? It's just a completely different universe of basketball. It's not even the same game. It's nothing actually similar at all about it. It just might look similar because you don't really understand and grasp the depth of what they're doing. So there's just so much deeper to go. And I'm so happy that you guys came back to continue to really submerge yourself, right? Really open up and integrate and embody what this is all about. Let me ask you this. It's been a couple of days since I've been with you. And let's just, let's just look, let's just take a look, right? Awareness is so key here. What happened in the last couple of days since I saw you? Like, first of all, did you notice that you started to be aware of when you started to trend negative? Did you notice that some of that positive, potent vibration that you were feeling last week, you missed it. You want more of it. Did you notice that you were able to sustain it? Did you notice that in the 24-hour day that you kept that going for 24 hours? Let's be real about it. Let's talk about it for a second before we get into today's work, because this is today's work. What percentage would you say out of the 24 hours that you live your life, obviously several of those hours you're asleep, and even that is a good time to be opening up your subconscious mind. But let's just leave that for a moment. In the time that you are in your waking state, if there's 100% of the time, what percentage of the time would you say that your vibration is in tune, tapped in, turned on? Would you say it's 98%? Would you say it's 64%? Would you say it's 11%? How much of the day are you feeling fully in alignment and fully coherent so that your inner world is a mirror in your outer reality as you design it, as you desire it. So let's just see what's happening in the chat. So I'm loving this, by the way, because this is how we're going to get you to where you want to be. We got to get honest, right? We got to get radically honest. So 85% of your day, 85% of your day, you are Michael Jordan. 85% of your day, Heather is saying, she's feeling that feeling. 85% of her day, it is full bars. This is a person walking in abundance, walking with fire. You walk in the room, you're Beyonce. Everyone's just magnetized to you. Rezia is saying 50% of her day. 50% of her day, 
She can make every free throw. She is just Wayne Gretzky and the puck and her are one. Player saying 88% of the day, 88% of the day. Now, if as I'm talking, you want to change your answer, change your answer, right? Because when I say tapped in, turned on, you are the mind. I mean, you're not responding and reacting to a program of unconscious. I mean, you are there. You are tapped in. You are connected to the force, to the source of your vibration. And you feel it, man. You feel it. Because if that's the case, you'll have 85% of your day. The synchronicities will be staggering, right? You are a master creator. We underestimate ourselves. We're going to talk about that more today. Julie's saying 15% of the day. See, but here's the problem. If you've got this going on for 15% of your day, and then the other 85% of your day, you've got a voice in your head telling you all kinds of things about the world, about who you are, about what's not possible. And we're moving against ourselves all day long, right? We're pushing against ourselves. So let's take out a pen and paper. Let's do an exercise, okay? Because I want to show you how powerful you are. You have been convinced that you're not powerful. You have been, I promise, you've been convinced that your environment will decide for you, that it is not up to you. Okay. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, we talked about Oprah last week. I mean, how do you not talk about Oprah in the conversation in this generation around somebody who's a master manifester? Um, but what we understand about her is that when she was a child, her grandmother did something extraordinary, which is she instilled in her a belief in who she was. And how did that happen? Because she taught her to read at a fifth grade level when she was four years old. That's literally, you can print the rest of her life from that. Why is that? Well, she went to kindergarten. She went to kindergarten and she was able to read and write. And her kindergarten teacher said, you are different than all these kids. You're going to be successful. You're going to have a different future. You are five grades ahead of these kids. You are not, you are not like these kids. You do not, you do not fit in with these kids. And it was because her grandmother wanted her to be able to read the Bible. So her grandmother taught her at four years old to read on a fifth grade level. So inside her head, the mental equivalency that then became her outer reality was, I am a success. I can do beyond what people tell me I can do and I will. So that belief. Right. And if you watch this new movie, Air, Ben Affleck said that when he created this movie, he had to have the big conversation with Michael Jordan about this movie to get his permission. And he walked in after he had all the financing, like everything's locked up. He's now just got to get the blessing from Michael Jordan himself. He goes to meet with him in his home. Michael Jordan's like, you can make this movie on one condition. You have to rewrite this movie because the hero of this movie is my mother. The hero of the movie is my mother. Because it's my mother who told them that it's not the NBA that would be promoting me. I would promote the NBA. You get that, right? This woman looked across the table and said, my sweet sir, I don't think you understand. This little organization, this little baby organization called the NBA, it's my son that's going to promote them. It's not the other way around. So it's a deal or no deal. So he said, you can make this movie. Under the condition that you rewrite it, my mother has to be the star of this movie. In fact, don't even show my face because it's my mother's belief system 
It's the way she was able to activate in me the knowing of my actual identity that created my reality. So please don't show my face. Please make her the star. And he said, Viola Davis has to play her. And that's the end of the story. And if you can't do those two things, you can't make this movie. And so it was. And it's an amazing movie. And when you watch her unwavering belief in her son, there is no denying why he would become who he is. Because what you don't understand is your belief system is currently made of BS. That's your belief system. Your BS is your BS. And you walk around, whether you're aware of it or not, and you tell yourself. And so you manifest accordingly because there is a law of resonance and correspondence and there is mental equivalency. And so what you do is you don't tap into your power. Has anyone ever read this book? It's called Into the Magic Shop. This guy is amazing. I interviewed him for my podcast. His name is Dr. James Doty. He is a neurosurgeon at Stanford. This book is about how he grew up a very poor kid, constantly being evicted, had a father who was a drunk, a father who was in prison. And one day he went to a magic shop and he wanted to get magic tricks. And the man who owned the magic shop wasn't there, but the man's mother happened to be there for the summer. And he asked her something about a such and such magic trick. And she said, son, I don't know anything about magic tricks, but I can teach you the ultimate magic trick, which is how to manifest, which is how to use the power that God has given you in your vibration to change your life, to change the world. And so this book outlines how this woman was his mentor and he was her apprentice. And for six weeks, one summer, he sat with this woman this man wound up getting every single thing he ever thought he wanted when he was 11 years old. That's one summer because this woman taught him what to do and then went on to start a beautiful foundation with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, about the practice of the mind and how it's compassion and it's this magic of his vibration that has helped him to save children's lives when he has their brain open in the operating room. This book is amazing. He's incredible, but this is not, this is not up for debate, right? We, we just know what we know. How many of you know anything about Carol Dweck's work? She's also a Stanford professor. She wrote a book called Mindset. So let me tell you a little bit about Carol Dweck's book. So we all love to talk about science because we love to see data, right? And so what we, what we need to do is we need to come correct. We need to actually have integrity by being honest, right? If we say that we want the data, then we have to use the data. So Carol Dweck was able to do an immense amount of research that led her to understand that what children believe about themselves and what adults believe about themselves would create their reality, end of story, bottom line. That is no two ways about it. So one of the uh, examples she gives in the book is that they would give children a task. They would give children um, a key ring with like hundreds of keys on it. And they would walk into a room with these kids, a group of kids, and they'd say, take this key ring and you have 40 seconds to find the key that fits this door. And what happened? Well, what would happen is she'd give this key ring to these kids and they'd get flustered and they'd get overwhelmed and they wouldn't find the key right? They wouldn't be able to open the door. 
So they did it over and over and over and over again. They had hidden cameras and they watched these kids get all overwhelmed and flustered and they just couldn't figure it out until they decided to try what it is that she believes. So what did they do? They walked back in the room and they gave all the kids superhero capes. They said, you're Batman, you're Superman, you're Wonder Woman, put this cape on. It's just a suggestion, okay? So let's see, put the capes on the kids. What happens every single time? They find the key. They don't just find the key. They find the key in half the time. What's the difference? What changed? What happened? Who they told themselves they were is all that changed. They told themselves, I have superpowers. I'm a superhero. And so it is. They did this with adults. They took adults and walked them into a room and they said, we're going to give you the easiest assignment you've ever seen in your life. Here's what you're going to do. On the board in front of you is a list of colors written. You can read, right? They could all read. So what does it say? There's a list. It says brown, green, red, purple. They could read those words. However, the words that were written were just written in a different color. So it said purple, but it was written in green ink. You follow. It said brown, written in red ink. So they walked these adults in this room They said, got a simple task for you, sir. Just read. What does it say? Every single adult messed up at least once or twice, sometimes three times, because it's saying purple, but it's written in red. What happened? They said, you know what? Let's try this one more time. Takes a group of adults, takes a lab coat and says, we're giving you the lab coat of an award-winning scientist. Just put this on. All the adults now do the assignment with lab coats. What happens? Every single time without fail, there are no mistakes. They are precise. What changed? Who they tell themselves they are. That's it. So let's look at this now. I want you to take out a pen and paper and I want you to be honest because a lot of you are sitting here thinking, I don't really need to be in Kathy's program because I'm full, because I spent a week with her. And the reason that I'm insistent on really making sure you have a full complex understanding is because you walk around every day and you waste daylight because you tell yourself a story about who you are and what the world is and what you expect and you get it. You are mastering the creation of something you don't want. You are living Groundhog Day. So why would I, similar to this guy, a person who has a formula, a recipe for you to be unleashed, for you to live a more magical life, for you to allow yourself to be like John Williams, conducting a symphony of synchronicity every single day. Why would I not insist that you actually learn the steps, that you actually get inside it? And how do we learn? We learn through three things. Number one, we need a guidance system. We need a map. And so over the last several days you've been with me, you're not really getting the map. You're just getting the preamble, right? What I'm doing right now is standing up and telling you how important it is to eat healthy and be healthy, right? But we haven't even told you the map. The map is inside this program because it's designed to be that way. Number two, we learn through repetition. How did you learn the ABCs? You said them a thousand times. You got to wire and rewire and wire and rewire. And how do we actually complete things? The only way we do that is from having a map, a system, repeating it, And then one thing that's really important that changes the whole game, which is accountability. You are 97% more likely to actually complete a goal when you have accountability. Without accountability, 
you won't complete it. Without a system, you won't complete it. And without repeating the system, you just won't complete it. That's just basic human behavior. That's how we've learned anything we've ever learned. All right. So I want to actually take a look at what you're creating that you don't realize you're creating. Okay. So take out a sheet of paper and a pen and you're going to write down. And I want you to be honest because there's no way we can actually move you if we don't even know where you are. So let's be real. Let's get honest. What do you say? Okay. So I want to understand, right? And more importantly, I want you to understand what you're actually creating every single day. And so I want you to tell me what's the story that you tell yourself. So without any of where we're actually going to wind up with the way it is right now, taking a barometer of what's been happening. If you were to write the words, I am, okay? And you were to write the words, I am 10 times and finish the sentence. And we're going to get to where you want to go to. But what are some of the unconscious beliefs do you think when you're not tapped in, turned on? Some of you told me you were tapped in, turned on 85% of the day, 56% of the day, you are a ninja. You are in the magic shop, right? But the, the time that you're not, what do you think you're hardwiring? I am what? What are some of the things that you tell yourself? We have to be able to be conscious of where we go unconscious. We have to begin to witness the mind. We have to be able to disassociate from the program and look at it so that we can reprogram the code. You can put a new software in there. So this is good. So I'm seeing I'm a victim. I'm heartbroken. But what do you hear? What are some of the things that you think that you've heard yourself say? I'm a failure. It's too late. I'm too old. I am not this enough, right? I'm doomed. I'm not never going to be rich. I'm never this. I'm never that. Life is hard. I want you to give me 10 sentences about life and about yourself and about the world that you think that you have thought thousands of times and an unquantifiable amount of times. I'm not good enough. I'm too fat. I'm too loud. I've missed it. I'm not wealthy enough. I'm not doing what I said I would do. I'm a failure. My life is in the hands of others. I'm not confident enough. I'm stuck. My goals are unrealistic. I'm exhausted. I made too many mistakes. I don't know what to do. I'm unstable. Okay. So you know what Abraham Lincoln said? He said, the best way to predict the future is to what? Best way to predict the future is to create it. You are creators. When you are playing from your unconscious, you're still creating. You're just creating the mental equivalency of what you've got going on. You're creating it. Now, how do you actually create what it is that you want? We have to understand that everything in our life is the best possible gift. Why? It's all a mirror. It is showing you back to your vibration. It is showing you. It is a reflection where your vibration is at. It is showing you how much net positivity you are bringing into the atmosphere. It is showing you if you're playing in the storm or you're flying above the storm. It's showing you if you're allowing everything around you to become your belief system or if you go first and it responds. So how often do you feel like you've remembered this how often do you hear yourself when you're brushing your teeth in the morning, getting dressed? How often do you tell yourself with like full certainty, oh my God, something amazing is going to happen today. This day is lit. This is the day. 
Like it's a great day to have a good day and it's here. I can't wait for the first half of the day. I can't wait for the middle of the day. I cannot wait because it's on. It's on. Why? Because I go first, because I'm the creator, because I play the movie projector and then the movie is so good. So some of you are saying not often enough, hardly ever. Yeah. How often, if you're being really honest, do you wake up? Either the alarm goes off or you wake up within three to four seconds. You go, oh God, I just remembered who I am. I just remembered all my problems. It's been four seconds and you're like, oh, I got to deal with this. I got to deal with that. I'm so heavy. It's so exhausting. It's so overwhelming. All right. So let's go further. Who do you want to be? Who is she? What does she want? If you got to write this movie called The Rest of Your Life, who do you want to be? And what does she want, this person? Let's get really clear. I want you to see it. Like it's an apple sitting right in front of you. It's so clear. It's so close. Who do you want to be? And what does she want? Write it down. If you stop telling yourself all the reasons you can't have what you want, and you just declared it just for now, even just for the exercise, just for the fun of it, because there's a part of you going, why would I even do this? I'll just say like everything. It's like, no, no, but this is real, right? So if I say to you, what do you want for your birthday next week? And I mean it, and you know that I'm going to go get you something, or you know that I'm going to go tell your husband because he wants to know what does she want, you might actually give me an answer because you would believe he might actually go get it. But if I say, what do you want? Who do you want to be? You might go, oh, I want everything. So on some level, that means you just don't even believe I'm going to give you anything. So what do you really want and who do you want to be? Because the beginning, right? The beginning of all of this is we are willing to have clarity of who we want to be and what that person wants. So I'm going to read some of what you said. I want to be the light for myself and others. The woman I want to be, she's living her truth. She's wealthy. She wants to feel free. Let's get even more specific. If I say, I want to gather women together. That's the beginning. Go further. Where? At the ocean, in the mountains, in the mountains. Where? Summer, winter, fall. Fall. Okay, tell me more about it. What are they doing? They're meditating every day. There's a breath work session. They're doing this. They're activating. Tell me more. How old are these women? What are they after? What are they seeking? You got to get specific. If I tell you you're going to design a house, right? I need to know what does this house look like? I want to feel it in my bones. And the more specific you are about it, you're like, you walk in, there's shiplap on the walls. There's a chair rail like this. And there's this gorgeous, amazing chandelier. There's a cat right here. And there's a fire that's on. And there's green outside the window. And from the second somebody walks in the house, it smells like gardenia, like the four seasons. And there's these candles there. Oh my God, now I can feel it. Right now I'm literally creating with thought alone. I am an architect. And I'm actually meeting the universe where it actually functions, which is in vibration alone. It's vibration that creates matter. It's energy that creates things. So thoughts turn into things. So what's happening there? What do you want? Give me that specificness. Who is she? What does she want? Do you feel like you could stand to be more specific? So when you think about leadership, okay, you think about John F. Kennedy, let's use him as an example. He had this incredible idea. And he stood up in front of the whole world and said, we will land a man on the moon. That's very specific. Not we're going to increase technology. That's not specific. 
we will land a man on the moon. Now, when he said that out loud, do you think that they knew how they were going to do that? No, sir. Did they do it? They did. Yeah. Because what a leader does, it's pure consciousness. It's having vision and embodying it to the point where everything around you feels your vision. And he did the same thing with civil rights. So that's a vision and your vibration is undeniable when you are locked in. And so they landed a man on the moon. And then what happened? All these other nations followed suit because they showed them what's possible. So we got to be specific. Why do you think you're not specific? You think it's just a coincidence that most people are not specific when I say, who do you want to be? What do you want? Not willing to dream, fear. You know why? It's called learned helplessness, my friends. Why would you dream specifically when dreams don't come true? It's all a joke. I'm just some person over here way far away from where you are vibrationally. It doesn't even seem relatable because when you live from ego, your ego tells you all day long, here is the man-made prism. This is your reality. This is all that exists for you. Why would you dream Moana over the, you can't leave the coral reef. That's it. You're never leaving this island. Don't dream. Why would you be specific about something? What a waste of time. It's never going to happen. Why would you take the time to start building out and measuring rooms in this beautiful mansion you're going to have? You're never going to have it. It's such a waste of time. Better, better spend your time getting super real about how your day is actually going to go and start to predict how you're going to deal with all the stress and then expect it. And then just tell people things like, you know how life is. Ooh, life is hard. And then tell the next generation that, or be an outlier, or be like Paul McCartney's mother, Michael Jordan's mother, Oprah Winfrey's grandmother. See how that would go. Goes a little bit differently. And then what do you do? This is the most beautiful part. You bring other people with you because that's what amazing people do. They set a new path for every single other human being. And that's their greatest achievement. People didn't want to buy basketball shoes because they want to play basketball. It's because they want to become a hero. It's because Michael Jordan represented a level that they could find within themselves. And every day they laced up those shoes, they said, this is that kid who's now putting on that superhero cape because I want greatness. I want to be great. So when they saw him dunk, it's not about basketball. It's about possibility for themselves. And that's his legacy. That's an amazing legacy. So now I said, who do you want to be and what does she want? But here's the most important question. What does she think and believe? The girl who wants those things, the girl who is those things. Ooh, what does she think and believe? Rolla Dahl, who wrote these books like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? He said, when people have positive thoughts, they shine out of their face like sunbeams and they always look beautiful. Is it true or is it not? The most intoxicating thing is what someone is thinking and believing and everybody else will agree with them every time, right? Because you, you decide what other people will think and believe about you because it's all a mirror. So now let's build the model further because you want certain things. Do you not? You do. But you're literally swimming in your unconscious mind all day long. And your unconscious mind says to you things like, why bother? 
things never work out. Even if it did work out, who'd you become if you actually had that stuff all day long? You should worry about that person. Ooh, who does that person think they are? Well, you're not even close to being like that person. Where's the evidence that you can do anything? Why do you think that you should and could? And it's all day long. So what are you creating? You're creating a perfect reflection of that. So is there a difference between what you currently have access to in your vibration and your understanding of who you want to be and how that version of you thinks and feels all day long? Is there a gap? Is there anything different between those two? Or do you think they're the same? Who you actually are is so powerful that you have conditioned yourself to believe that you have no power. But who you actually are is a soul, is energy. Nobody cares. When someone has amazing energy, no one's saying, where'd you go to college? No, they're not. They're just like, look who's taken this world by storm. In fact, most of the cool people, it's not about college. Most of them left college. When you have amazing energy, no one says, well, let me get, let me get some references on you first. It's just like, who is this person? I'll follow you till the end of the earth, my friend. Because everybody's after one thing, which is an expanded consciousness. And when people have genius, you know what genius is? It's the ability to see further than other people see to the degree that other people in your company see further than they saw before. That's a genius. That's it. Because all we're after is consciousness. All we want is more access to the universe. And the universe is infinite. And the universe is consciousness. And the universe is something greater than what your ego locks you into. That's it. Great energy does that for you. And it does that for everybody else. It's generous. When you have great energy, it's not about yourself. It's about the world. You say to yourself, oh my gosh, how much can my energy alone change the day for someone else and me at the same time? How much, right? So two very cool things before we do our meditation. Tomorrow, the cost of the program goes up. We do all of this super intentionally because your ego is so predictable. It's like, it'll show you a glimmer of what's possible. And then it will just like smash you right on back down into like reality consciousness. It's like, don't you go thinking that way. She's crazy. There's nothing out there for you. Don't you dare believe in that. You know, don't you dare believe in the fact that you could actually manifest a life and change your relationship with wealth. That's all not available to you, right? And so there are deadlines that actually help us. They serve us because the overthinking of the ego is out of control. Like the amount of time we spend overthinking because of fear and because we're not in tune, right? It's such a waste of bandwidth. So, so deadlines, deadlines help us. So tomorrow the cost of the program goes up. And when you enroll by tomorrow, you get to come to a day-long virtual retreat that we're having called the Manifestation Code. It's going to be on its own. It's $1,000. And we already have people coming to it. But you get it included. This is June 5th. And if you can't come, you can get the whole thing recorded. You're going to spend the whole day with me in an immersion. You know what's going to happen on that day? Not only are we going to talk about this code to manifesting, 
but we have two amazing guests coming in who I've curated. One of them is going to help you understand your specific human design. How many of you know anything about human design? It's incredible. It connects the chakra system with the Kabbalistic spirit system with the astrological zodiac system. It put it all into an algorithm to help you understand moment you were born, right? What is your design? And how then can you manifest by understanding your design, understanding, and you're going to go, oh my God, right? You're going to understand, are you a manifester? Are you a generator? Are you a manifesting generator? Are you a projector? How can you leverage your design to get you exactly to where you want to be? Can extroverts be billionaires? Yep. Can introverts be billionaires? Mm -hmm. It's about understanding how to make it so that your nervous system, given who you are, right, is actually in alignment. So you're going to have a 90-minute session with the woman who's my human design coach, and she is amazing. She has just recently helped me unlock my next level. Then we're going to have a 90-minute session with a woman who is also a coach of mine who does something called sanctuary work which walks you back home to your divine feminine power. It is unbelievable. And one of the things that she specializes in is called flower magic. Every single flower, just like every single crystal, just like every single element has a vibration. And we're going to help you understand how to allow nature to do some of the heavy lifting for you. You know, if you, if you go and you look at really basic, really very clear science, when you put your feet in the earth, you get activated the same way a Tesla gets activated by charging itself. And so there's a lot of the ions, the negativity that you've been holding onto that we need to clear. You need to clear the cash, okay? And how do you do that? You you need to connect to the sanctuary work, right? You need to connect on a somatic level. There's a lot going on, right? Every single day, I take a hike without my phone to get the downloads, right? The most productive thing you do is actually in the rest. It's in the restoring. That's where all your downloads are. We live in a culture that is do, 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 do. So you just see monkey see and monkey do and monkey see and monkey do. And what do they just keep printing? More and more stress and more and more chaos. But if you look at the people, whether it's Steve Jobs or it's JFK, if you look at people who actually set a vision and actually saw it fulfilled, these are people who have a practice. There's a spiritual practice so that just like the waves, there's a waxing and waning. There's a returning and re-returning. There's a giving and a taking and a way for us to get the compost, right? In other countries, they allow the land to compost. So if you go to Italy and you have a tomato, you don't need salad dressing because a tomato on its own tastes amazing. But if you eat tomatoes from our country, from a non-organic farm, it tastes disgusting. And the reason why is because they rip it out of the ground every single day, every day. If you're an actual farmer and you know anything about the land, what do we have? We have a harvest. When do we have a harvest? After the land has composted, after it's gone deep in and actually compounded itself, and now we take it from the land. Or you can inject it with chemicals and make it look like it's ready for harvest when there's no nutrition in it. There's nothing in it. It's fake. 
So when you don't have the spiritual sanctuary work in your life and you just think you're going to wake up and you're just going to go do, 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 and just randomly listen to any stimulation that you get, the notifications on your phone, you're just going to create the most amazing day, won't you? You won't. Because where are you creating from? You're creating from stress. You're creating from hustle. You're creating from a noise machine versus alignment. So anyone who enrolls by tomorrow, not only will you spend three months with me and we will sort of move through the map, but you will also get this virtual retreat that's going to be $1,000 on its own. You'll get it for free. And you're going to get these two amazing people who these are the two people that, these are the people that I coach. All the time, I'm always in something, right? Why would I not want to have the next level, right? Do you think Serena Williams does not have a coach? present day? Of course she does. Martha Beck, who's a lovely friend of mine, she's Oprah's coach. Isn't that funny that Oprah has a life coach? What does that mean? Of course she does, right? Because she's a human being who's still going to have an unconscious mind because that's what she was written with. And so when she has that, she's able to turn in and look at it and just keep moving back into the, you know, out of the matrix, into the vortex. So let's do a little meditation and then we're going to come back. Then we'll answer some questions as well. Okay. So let's uh, move out of the program. Take a deep breath and just find your center, allowing this music, the vibration in this music, by the way, is programmed to the frequency of coherence. So allow yourself to resonate with a coherent vibration. Tune in, harmonize with this frequency, this music. Allow your whole being to become music, music that's in tune, music which your own very vibration allows other people to tune to coherence. And instead of being captured by the mind, by the unconscious mind, let's just witness that mind. Just witness. Just witness what's happened so far today in that mind. Has there been some stress? Has the mind been repeating the past? Has the mind been projecting and expecting the past? Well, let's lift off from that space and let's create our future. And let's remind ourselves of all the things that are actually true. I am, I am not my name. I am not the story I tell myself. I am connected that which is, was, and will be. I am consciousness. I am love. I am capable. I am brilliant. I am a master creator. I am a magnet. I am a magnet. I am a magnet for ease, for love. Money just flows to me. Such ease. Opportunities find me everywhere I go. I am in love with life. I'm in love with God. I'm in love with this incredible assignment I have to be a master creator in partnership with the source of all. I'm surrounded by a world that is designed to heal. I am designed to connect to my actual design. I am connected to an infinite intelligence. I walk in a world 
made of divine consciousness. And I allow my receiver to be turned on. So everywhere I go, I'm in alignment. I hear the music. And around every corner, I expect the mystical. And now I want you to ask this divine consciousness to show you, to remind you of your future. When you have let go of every drop of resistance and ego and fear and static, what do you see? Allow this divine intelligence to show you her like you're watching her in her backyard. What is she doing? Who is she with? What is she thinking and believing? And how powerful is she? And now imagine that she locks eyes on you. And here you are. And what does she tell you? It's time. You're not ready. You're over ready. And she smiles at you. And right now, as you sit here between two worlds, she already exists in the multiverse. She's already living that life. And if you change the way your radio is tuned, you'll make that quantum leap and you will align with the vibration of your destiny. Feel how that just shifted. Feel how you just changed the dial. Memorize this. And here there is ease. There's an innate connection to the mystical. There's actual power because there's resonance. And it's all reception. And it's all love. And it feels like coming home. And it feels like surrender. And so it is. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. What answer did you get there? She said, join me. Going. And live in that vibe always. And Christy, that is exactly the point. Why would we not live in that vibe always? And why would we not bet on that? We've been put into trance. We are living in trance. There was so much growing up that you didn't realize was putting you in trance, telling you to comply, teaching you to be small, putting you in resistance, taking you into the static. And it's just because for thousands of years, we walk around with an amygdala in the back of our brain that's all about fight, flight, or freeze. It's all about scarcity. It's all about lack. It's all about fear. It's there to protect you. And it's completely in the opposite place as your conscious mind, the part of you that has any kind of insight, part of you that has intuition, the part of you that can actually create in this life. Right. And so all meditation and all the work is about this piece of your brain and thickening it. You know, you can actually see on an MRI that the more you do work like that, this actually muscle grows, tissue forms, just like if you were lifting weights and your muscle would grow. It's literally, it's literally changing your brain, not just figuratively, literally changes your brain. And you literally then have a completely different operating system, which means you literally then project a different reality, which you then live a different reality. So I will be back with you guys tomorrow and Wednesday, and then we will close this free group. The whole group will be archived. I will not be coming back, but 
many of you are already inside of the program, which is so clear. We all need a reprogram. And if we actually want to accomplish what it is that we want, one way or another, right, we're going to have to do that is to reprogram. Should we take some questions? I see some hands raised in the Zoom room. Why don't you guys put some questions in the chat if you have them? Do you see this question, Colleen? I just saw I'm going to throw it to you first. How do you deal with jealousy you might experience in others? Ooh, so jealousy that I'm experiencing that other people are directing towards me or that I feel? Yeah, that you feel towards other people. That I feel towards other people. You know, it's interesting because I experience less and less of that now than I used to. And I think it's it's like we're sort of saying there's a level on which we have a knowing of what the principles are we need to shift in our life and reprogram and a level on which we fully embody it and integrate it. So on a knowing level, it's when we see other people who have something we want, we often get jealous. And the part of us that gets jealous is the part of us that thinks we don't get to have that too, that they have some unfair advantage or no matter what I do, nothing, my life doesn't shift and I don't get to have that. And that jealousy is really just an indicator of, ooh, that excites me. I'd love to have some version or form of what I'm seeing there and the ego self going, but I don't see how it's possible for me. So I'm just going to feel like over here and triggered by it because I can't see the path forward for me. But as we start to release that and come into our own coherence and really recognize our own creative power, we realize those moments are only ever just indications of like inspiration for us about what else is here for us to create in this life that we may not have thought of in a certain way or in a certain nuanced capacity. And we start to unhook from that because we realize them having what they have is completely irrelevant to whether or not we get to have it. The only relevance it has is an indication of it's possible for anyone to have it. Right. And I'm just going to say the same thing that you just said. I'm going to just say it differently because we always need to hear the same thing. So it's such a blessing when that happens, because what's happening is essentially only one thing, which is what Colleen just said, which is you're seeing someone allowing themselves to have what you want, period. That's it. And you are pissed because you won't allow yourself to have it because you can only have that which you allow yourself to have. That's it. That's the whole video game, but you don't allow yourself to have it. And you don't allow yourself to have it because we don't get what we want. We only get what we are. And so when I tell you, let's move into this high vibration. And sometimes we do these meditations and you say something like you said today, which I wish I could stay there all day long. And I go, why would that even be a question? And then comes this thought, well, I can't stay there all day long. Don't you know how stressful my life is? And I say, well, why would that be so? Oh, because you don't understand my life. I'm like, why are you creating that? Well, I'm not creating that. Don't you understand? I don't have any power to create anything. My life creates for me how I feel. Oh, that's the problem. The only choice you have is your focus, is your vibration. No one can vibrate for you. No one can focus for you. The only choice you have is your perception of reality. And when you perceive reality on point, you allow yourself to have all that is because reality already exists. It's not something you have to go and do. It's already here. It's a radio. Why would you choose to be on static when you can turn the dial and hear the music? Oh, because you think someone else moves your radio for you. It's a hologram. There's no such thing. And then I'll say, so I want you to feel good. And you know what people say to me? 
that's too much of a cost. Tell me anything other than that. I refuse it. And I'm telling you, I've coached thousands of people and I say, I want you to feel good all day. That's all you got to do. I want now. And they, they, it's as if I'm crazy. Cause listen, they're like, that's too hard. You got to give me something easier than that. And I go, okay, why is it so hard to feel good? Because of what you think and believe because of your addiction to suffering, your addiction to protection, your addiction to suffering. So it's Groundhog Day. We don't get what we want. We get what we are. We're feeling low. We're feeling sad. We're expecting stress and we get it over and over and over and over and over again. All right. Angela Duckworth did research alongside Carol Dweck. She found out that the only ingredient that successful people have that makes them outliers is something she calls grit. It's called resilience. Except if you really read the book, she tells you what that actually means. If you watch her TED Talk, she tells you what that actually means. She goes, so people read this book, they look at the research and they say, successful people have resilience. She goes, but they don't go further in the research to understand where resilience comes from. It comes from one place. Grit comes from optimism. So let's say it again. The most successful people are gritty. What's another way to say it? The most successful people are net positive. Their vibration is positive. They are willing to see it. They're willing to allow it to happen. If you ever watch people, and some people will confuse themselves, but I'm an activist. I'm like, what do you do? I hate these people. This is what I'm for. I'm for all the things I'm against. And I'm like, how's that working out for you? You want to see a good activist? Watch Dr. King. What has he got? A dream. Boom, we got optimism. Boom, we got a revolution. We've got a person with grit. We've got a person who's net positive. We've got a person who's a lover of life. We've got a person who loves this world. We've got a person whose positivity is so intense that everything moves out of his way. Oh, that's what you gotta have. You gotta have a dream. You gotta have a dream to have grit. That's what you gotta have. So I say to people all day long, I need you to be positive. And they go, you know what, Kathy? That one can't happen because you don't know my life. If you knew my life, you'd understand why I'm stressed all the time and I need it to come first. I need you to show me this, this, and this before I can be positive. And I say, okay, you're going to go hang out over here. You're going to go hang out over here with these people. And then I'm going to show you a lineup of all the people in this world who allow themselves to have beauty and goodness and the most amazing synchronicities over here and they get shit done. And why do they do that? Because they have optimism, because they see it. You can't go to a lab and think you're going to cure cancer and not have optimism that there's a cure. Scientists are optimistic. They have to be. You cannot be a scientist and not have optimism. Why? Because why would you go to a lab every single day coming up short? They don't feel they're coming up short right? What did Thomas Edison say? All those tries were all the most amazing ways that I was able to see what didn't work. So I knew what would. And so he was able to stay in it because he kept saying, I know it's here. Today's the day. I got this. We've got this. Let's go. So if you want to actually create the future, you got to see it and you got to know it's so close and you got to see it so clear right? And that's why Einstein said imagination is more important than anything else because it's his imagination, right? 
If you meet someone and you've ever called them a genius, make no mistake about it, you're commenting on their optimism because you're commenting on their vision, because you're commenting on what they're willing to see and what they're willing to put on the line for what they know they can see. And everyone else is sitting in the cheap seats. But what's the difference? This, this is the difference into the magic shop. This was a kid who came from very little income, got evicted every 10 days. Father was in jail. Father was an alcoholic. Why is he the head of neurosurgery at Stanford? Because he met this woman when he was 11 years old. And she taught him his actual power, which is his focus, which is his mind, which is don't you believe what people around you are saying about life and themselves. Don't you go down that way. You're powerful. You're a creator. So that's why... I feel so grateful that I get to do this work with you. That's why I feel so grateful that we can start to begin the process of deprogramming you, putting you back in touch with your alignment, helping you see so that you don't live Groundhog Day every single day, every single day, just waking up and going, us is way too hard if you're running the towel on this. I want you to have opportunities that you pinch yourself. I want you to have it so good that you show a different possibility to your children. I want you to have it so good that you can't believe how much ease is actually what gets you there, how much it's your lining up. It's the mental equivalency. So it was really cool. We were talking about it on the team that one of the women in the program last cohort, her husband wrote a note. His name is Corey. I just like was so taken by this note. And he's like, for anybody who's been telling your, your husbands about it and your husbands are like, don't spend the money. He's like, my wife has changed completely from being in this program. And as a result, he's like, I started watching Kathy and I started doing the work with her. And he's like, it's been amazing what's happened in our life for the last, it's only been 12 weeks, right? And that was so beautiful. And I said to my husband, I was like, you should come on with me on Wednesday morning because my husband is such one of those like, you know, he's Midwestern. He doesn't have bravado, right? And he doesn't try to oversell anything. And I said, you're the kind of opposite to me. Like he's very cynical about things. He never thought anything would work. He grew up with so little income. His father had died. They had no money. Things were really, really intense. And I came in with like, oh, this is so easy. Don't you see it? This is all about vibration. Let's just go. Let's just get this. Like we got it. I'm like, we're just going to dominate. You know, it's all energy. And so I said, you should come on on Wednesday and ask people to bring their husbands and just talk to them about it because it's amazing, right? How uh, sometimes, sometimes we start to feel clear about something and for whatever reason, our partners might not be in alignment with that, right? And then we allow that to keep pushing, kicking the can down the road. And really we got to kind of claim it. And so it's pretty cool when, because often, often if you go to any kind of self-development, it's usually mostly women. Okay. Now, a lot of self-development leadership is men, right? So it's not to say men can't do this work. Men can like fully do this work. I mean, I love Wayne Dyer. I love this guy, Dr. James Jody. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. I love all these people, but sometimes they're not as quick because they tend to be a little bit more in the analytical mind and women tend to be a little bit more in the intuitive mind. And so it's a little bit easier for us to move into a yoga class, to move into a meditation And though, because men multitask less, that's just the way their brains work. If indeed a man does get into it, they can kind of get into it and with precision, because when men do something, do you ever notice like 
your husband's watching a football game and you're like, Hey, can you take the laundry out? And he's like, absolutely. And then he forgets. Cause he's just, he can do one thing at a time. And women, this is true in the females in the animal kingdom. They do 15 things at one time. And we're like, why can't you do nine things at one time? Like, that's what we do. And like, well, we just don't work that way. We're like this one thing at a time. Okay. So they actually can be quite amazing at it when they're in alignment because they can just zero in. They can just go for hours and like, they've just tuned out. I remember when we had our first baby, she'd be like crying. It's like a fire engine could be going by and he's like, won't wake up. I'm like, how do you not hear that? Right now I've had kids, right? Mother's day, happy mother's day. Uh, my daughter's 11. I haven't slept in 11 years. Don't sleep. Literally cannot sleep. I hear every move. I hear every single thing. I'm like, she's up. She needs it. She's going downstairs to get water. She's about to wake up. I can tell. Right. So sometimes we need to appreciate that initially we might need to go first before they actually pick up the receptivity. But then, oh my God, if you help a guy to get in alignment with his energy, because men don't have as much resistance to being powerful and wealthy, right? So then if they actually have alignment, watch out. That's a pretty amazing thing because it's all conditioning, right? It's all conditioning. They've been conditioned that that's actually makes them responsible to be wealthy. A woman who has power, scary. That's too wild. She's untamable, right? We talked about that last week. So they've got that conditioning going on. In any case, it's going to be an amazing ride. We have a few more guest speakers coming in to talk to you guys Um, How many of you know my friend, Amy Purdy? Amy Purdy is an Olympian. She has two prosthetic legs and she is a snowboarder. She lost her legs when she was 19 from meningitis, was supposed to not even make it. She had a 2% chance of survival, lost her kidney, lost her hearing in her left ear, lost her legs from the knees down. And the doctor said, thank God you made it through. And this is what it's going to look like now. She's like, what do you mean? When do I snowboard? She was a snowboarder before that. And he said, what do you mean snowboard? You're not walking. Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. And she was like, I don't think you understand. Cause like, I will snowboard. And he's like, yeah, no, you won't. And she was like, yeah, I will. So she got up on a snowboard six months after she got out of the hospital and she had these two prosthetic legs. And she said to her coach, let's go. And he's like, I think you're going to die today. And so she was like, let's try it. And she got on the snowboard and she was flung many feet and her legs like flew in different directions and she was sobbing and laying in the snow. And he said, Amy, like, you don't need to prove anything to anyone. You know, you've been through hell and back. You're just going to create a different path, but it's not snowboarding. And she started to cry and she believed it for a second, just for a second. And then she said, hang on a second. Or what if this is going to become my greatest legacy because I'll be the first one to do it. I'll be the first person who snowboards without legs. And just that thought alone, she got off the mountain and she started looking for feet, better feet. She couldn't find them. Went to this engineer, that engineer. But every time there was a certain buoyancy that she needed, that she couldn't get in the leg and the knee, the way it needed to bend and she couldn't figure it out. So again, she was going to give up. And then she said, or again, I'll just be the first person to do it. And so she, she made her own feet. She literally took duct tape and chrome and brass and worked with a mechanic and made her own feet that wouldn't come out of the board that would actually move in a way that would mimic real feet so she could snowboard and she did there was no paralympic snowboarding for double amputees but now there is and now thousands of people have done it and the feet she made are in the smithsonian because they're amazing 
because she did it, but now everybody does it. Do you understand? Like she did it so that other people now do it. And so you sit here and you're like, wait a minute. I just want to have a good life. I just want to live out my purpose. I just want to like, you're not asking to do that. And even that you could do that's possible, right? You want to be able to thrive, to have abundance, to be a magnet for wealth and opportunities and synchronicity done, done. It's residence. When you woke up this morning, you looked in the mirror. Did you say that is a vibration that is unstoppable? That is my future. That is my destiny. Or did you say, ah, today's just another day. So she's coming in to speak with you guys. And she's so beautiful and she's so relatable and approachable and loving and stunning. And uh, she was telling me last year, because we're very good friends, and she was telling me she went to this weekend and she was invited to this private weekend. And it was with all these incredible human beings, Justin Timberlake, Elon Musk, George Lucas. It was like 50 of the most amazing people living today with amazing ideas and talents. And they all spoke and they had this like mastermind, right? Just to get together. And she came back and she said to me, it was so amazing. She told me about all these things. She told me that even with all the amazing people that were there and she was a little intimidated, she's like, she got the standing ovation. Everybody loved her talk the most. Yeah, I would say so, right? Like pretty next level. So she came back and she's like, you know, so I was at a weekend like that. And now, you know, back to reality. And I go, did you really just say back to reality? You, did you just say that? I said, Amy, that, that is reality. Like those people are alive because they're actually playing in actual reality, which is infinite space, infinite magic, infinite potential, infinite clues, infinite synchronicity. So they build from that place. She's like, you're right. It's true. And she goes in the rest of, I look around. I'm like, why is it so heavy here? Why don't people get it? I'm like, this people have been conditioned, right? They've literally lost the ability to even remember what they know, right? And they just live Groundhog Day every day. They live these fight, flight, or fright stress hormones. It's all frightening. It's all intense. It's all scary. And then you expect it. And then it is. And you can barely go anywhere or move anywhere. Oh my gosh, we got to change the program, my friends. We got to change the program. So over the last few days, what you got to taste was just a taste of sort of me explaining to you a little bit about the matrix, the vortex, the way that it works, energy, vibration, but we haven't even begun, right? We built this into 12 weeks because there's 12 steps that build on each other. It's just like if I teach you math, we would start with the concept of math, why math is helpful, why math is in music, music is intervals, music is math. Why is that helpful? Why are people who are better at math, better at music? We would understand that. Okay, but then I would actually teach it to you. If I teach you math, we're going to start with you knowing your numbers, knowing how to add, knowing how to subtract them from there. What are we going to do? We're going to multiply those numbers. Then we're going to divide those numbers. Then we're going to create fractions of numbers. Then we're going to create algebra. We're going to create algorithms. We're going to show you how it works, right? And so we need to build it, right? We need to actually build it. And so the difference between spending these days with me and just getting that sort of feeling, that jolt is now how you wire yourself into the jolt right? How you actually wire yourself into the jolt. And it's that every single step, learning it, mastering it. Now adding the next step, learning it, mastering it, now added the next step. And now you've built a model of understanding and you've memorized and implanted and imprinted and implemented this model. So that's why we do a 12-week program 
because we want you to actualize it, not just hear about it, not just feel good for a second and then go back to sleep. We want you to live into it. So that's what we do. And the price goes up tomorrow by a thousand freaking dollars on the gold level and even more. I think it goes up by $2,000 on the VIP level. So you will save yourself that. Plus you'll get an extra thousand dollars of value because you'll be with us June 5th all day long and you will learn your human design and you will learn how this flower magic. Literally, you can access that every single day. You should be outside for at least 20 minutes without your phone. That alone will change your life. And we will show you what to do and how to receive it so that you can actually allow this nature, this mother earth to walk you home to yourself, to open up the sanctuary within you, which is where all the downloads are, right? We're going to utilize all that's actually here. So you will get a day with me that is called the manifestation code. It is a virtual summit. It is a thousand dollars. It will be sold separately, but you will get it if you join by tomorrow. If not, you'll pay separate for it, a thousand bucks. So that's really worth it. And we'll be together the entire day on the fifth. Colleen, anything you want to add before we hop off? Just a reminder for everyone, we are back Tuesday and Wednesday. So tomorrow, right after tomorrow's call is when the price goes up. So it's one o'clock Pacific. So if you guys have questions that you are wondering about, like, that's okay. Ask about them, right? We're here to help you find your way to whatever you need to. And the most important thing is really to just remember what Kathy always says is what you aren't changing, you're choosing, right? And it doesn't mean you're not trying to change it. It doesn't mean you haven't made attempts in the past to change it. Because usually when we're aware of something we want differently, we have done that. And that journey is not always a straight line to finding our way to where we need to go. So as you reflect on it, I always like to remind you, come back into your heart space, right? We can get very confused very quickly when we try and think our way to places. But if you can just reflect on what came to life for me this week, what's available for me, how am I feeling, and what might happen for me if I immersed myself in this kind of container with this kind of guidance for three months, move from that space and you'll find your answers. Alyssa wants to know just really quickly the logistics. So first of all, you can go to kathyheller.com slash join to sign up today before the price goes up. Second of all, every single week of the program, which begins on the 26th, that is the first day of our program. Every time I'm with you, I'm with you live and it's every week for two hours, I will be with you. The first few calls are on those Fridays and those are all recorded in addition. So I'll be there live and then you can watch the recording. The very first call, Rachel Platten is coming in to sing her new single Girls, which is perfect timing because it's all about how you were born to chase the sun. And she will be with us for our sort of opening opening ceremonies. Then you will be with me every single week for two hours. Those calls will mostly be on those Fridays. If for some reason there is a week where I am not able to make a Friday, I will still be with you for two hours and you will have advanced notice. Oh, Kathy's call this week is going to be on Tuesday or it's going to be whatever. Sometimes that happens because life sometimes allows for my schedule to change like that, but you will always have me every single week of this program for two hours live. And sometimes that actually winds up becoming a blessing because sometimes the day that we have hardwired in is not a day that works for you. And sometimes when my schedule happens to change, and again, you'll have fair warning. You won't find out the day before, you won't find out an hour before, you'll find out like a week before. 
that'll actually be a blessing because then you'll say, oh, I could never make her Friday call, but now that it's Tuesday, I can make it. And so sometimes we actually like to pepper in a few of those calls where we give you a week's notice of when those two hours will be so that maybe some of you can make a different time. Pauline's calls will always be at the same time. That is her implementation call. And those calls are on Tuesdays at 10 Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right. Those calls are on Tuesdays. And so my calls with you, we begin the 26th of May, right? So that's our activation. That's the beginning. That's week one of the module. That's week one of moving into our magic shop, right? The following Tuesday, what happens on Colleen's call? You're going to do your homework with her. You're going to implement. She's going to activate your implementation of that first Friday's call. Then the next Friday, second week, we go into step two. Then the following Tuesday, she's going to do the implementation with you guys. You're going to get into breakout groups. You're going to get to process with each other. You're going to get to answer and ask questions. That makes sense? So we do that for 12 weeks. Those of you on the VIP level, you're going to have all that everybody has on the gold level. In addition to that, you're going to have extra calls with me. You're going to have calls with me and Colleen that are actually day-long boxer days where we go through for a whole day with you guys on the VIP level. What's also different about the VIP level? The content. Because we're not just working the magic, we're having you specifically scale your business. Those of you on the gold level are 100% officially changing your relationship with how you manifest so that you actually start to see how you can tap in and turn on. You're also going to 100% change your relationship with money. There will no more be scarcity or lack or holding yourself apart. It's going to be this check pops in out of nowhere. You start to create, you start to print it, you become a 3D printer. And for anybody who wants to start a business, There's going to be a class that I already taught, which is going to be given to you. And so we are going to help you by answering some of those questions. And a couple of the weeks in the program are set aside just to help you sort of crystallize your mission. So there's two full weeks in the program where we're looking at where do you align with purpose so that you can really get clarity on the thing that you came to do? And then how can you get proof of concept? How can you just try it to see if maybe you're meant to make money? not just from manifesting, but from making money through a portal called your own empire. That'll be beginning inside of the goal level. So those are the distinctions. And if you have any more questions about that, you can let us know. Obviously there's payment plans and there's a bunch of other bonuses. And by the way, if you signed up before, you get every bonus, right? So anybody who already signed up, obviously you get all the bonuses that that have continued to come and that will continue to be available till tomorrow. So that's That's what's going on and that's how it works. This was an awesome day. I'll be back with you tomorrow and Wednesday. Then the group will close and then uh, we will archive this whole group. We will start our next session. My first class with you will be May 26th. June 5th is our virtual retreat, which you will get for free when you sign up by tomorrow. Otherwise it's 997 and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be the whole day. And people were asking, what are the times of that? There's going to be like an hour break for lunch, but do you want to tell them when it is? Yeah. So it's 10 to 12 Pacific and then one to three Pacific. So there you go. All right. This is amazing. Go to kathyhower.com slash join if you have any questions or thoughts. And if you want to be in a different place in 90 days and start to see what happens when you're tuned in and turned on, this might be the moment. And if not, I've had so much fun being with you and we have two more days together. So we'll see you guys then.